rescued the Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Ben. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Oh, don't worry, I got it. Hello and welcome <laughs> to episode 109 of the Usual Podcast. Podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall. And with me, dropping the ball on the mixer, is my buddy Will. What's up, buddy? I have one job when we're live. Literally. No, seriously. Literally. One job. Anyway, so we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverages. What you drinking, buddy? Uh, thanks to uh, our buddy John Skeen and the Sun King Brewery Company, I am drinking the Weemack, the Scotch Ale. Is it good? Uh, it is good. I've had it before. I want to say probably about four or five months ago. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. Uh, it, it reminds me a lot of the uh, uh, the Newcastle Caledonian Ale, which is another Scotch Ale, but yeah. uh, actually this one's a little bit smoother. Nice. Not as bitter. Awesome, dude. Uh, I'm drinking one of my favorite, most bitter brews, uh, Triceratops from Ninkasi Brewing Company. Uh, I just, I love the label on this. I'll hold it up for the people watching. Uh, but this is one of my favorite, my current favorite brewing companies, and uh, this is a beast. It is hoppy. Uh, the IBUs are at 84 bitterness level. So, you know, if you hear random burps and stuff in the background, I'm just kidding. It's just going to be, it's going to be delicious. So here we go. Anything else before we get going, dude? Um, welcome to the chat room. Yes, thank you. Welcome to the chat room. We usually don't say it this early, but hi, Shaggy's Steve. Yeah, it's good good to see Steve for the first time in a while. Yeah, here we are. So before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com, email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com, and we're on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. I am at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at I'm Will Griggs, and we're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play. Uh, If you see us, like us, share us, and tell your friends. That's good, right? Tell your friends. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, good. Word of uh, mouth is key. Oh, tell somebody. Why not? Uh, we do have the time, the timestamps in the show notes. If you're not a Swotor fan, uh, we do have some Swotor news, which is pretty cool. Yes, uh, it is. new patch this week. So we'll be talking a little bit about that. Um, but then we got some, uh, some Star Wars and we got a lot of actually good news for this yeah, week. It's, it's a weird, like, and it's not like earth shattering news, but it's just like weird news week. Well, it's intriguing enough to make a show out of. Absolutely. So we're going to do that, which is great. All right. So, uh, so again, thanks again to the chat room. We'll do our best to keep an eye on chat as we go. So if you want to chime in, please do that. And, uh, we're going to get right into Star Wars, the old Republic. So if you don't play the game, that is okay. Uh, we won't be here too long, but, uh, stay with us if you're live and watching us. Um, <laughs> it's a Star Wars fest. Indeed, Shaggies. Indeed. Here we go. You want to fight? I'm ready. Stand against me. Instead, I will share all of this with you if you will only kneel. All right. So, at the top of the show, <laughs> we drama. No, it's not not drama yet. We'll get to the drama in a minute. What's actually really cool is um, we kind of piggybacked on Curlian Run Radio last week and made a show out of our Star Wars section. Yeah, we our did. Our Star Wars The Old Republic section. Um, this week, I want to highlight them. By the time you listen to this, it'll be too late. But if you're listening live, um, and I've retweeted this, and this is a really cool thing, but Curlian Run Radio is actually joining up with Star Wars The Old Republic devs. Uh, to be more specific, Musco uh, it joins JT and Mox to discuss and play the Crisis on Umbara. 
Nice. And this is tomorrow, Friday, August 25th at 4.30 p.m. CDT. Um, they're going to broadcast live on Twitch. I just wanted to give them a shout out. I know it's after the fact if you're actually listening to this, not live. Um, but I'm, I'm stoked for those guys. Um, that is a really cool thing. I'm hoping I can check that out. Sadly, it is right smack in the middle of my workday. So I yeah. just don't think I can do it. Plus, we have about 5% of their listenership. So I don't yeah. think well, ours is a drop in the bucket. Look, 3% for at best. Yeah. And, and, and 95% <laughs> crossover. Yeah. And, and, and it's going to be fine. So. I just want to give them a shout out um, at the top of the show because that's what I wanted to highlight uh, uh, community wise this week. But I'm going to check out the stream after the fact and um, we'll kind of talk about it next week. And a lot of those guys, it's happening early enough in the day. So hopefully when we have WOG tomorrow night, uh, they'll be able to chime in and let us know how it went. You know, I think honestly, if you did a Venn diagram of our listenership. Mm-hmm. And the people who don't listen to right. Carillion Run Radio, yeah. it's just a little picture of Steve in the middle of just one <laughs> Yes. Yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> that is accurate. I think somebody should map that out. <laughs> All right. Um, that should be our next t-shirt. Yeah, it should be a t-shirt. All right. So week in game, dude. Did you do anything in game this week? I did, actually. Um, oh, you did. You didn't write anything in the show notes. So that's cool. Uh, well, because honestly, I didn't think I logged in this week. And then mm-hmm. because it's been a whole week of postponement of 5.4. Right. But I remember that last weekend, I actually logged in for a little bit. And I decided to, um, because if you remember a couple weeks ago, I was complaining that I haven't finished chapter nine of Kota yet. Right. Because I couldn't beat the, the Senya vision thing. Right. Because, or not Senya, uh, Valen, because my Senya and my Arkan aren't powerful enough. Right. So I decided I'm just going to, uh, go and totally work through a whole bunch of, uh, planetary heroics through the conquest system so I can get a whole bunch of conquest points and I'll get a whole bunch of, uh, uh crates to drop, um, companion gifts and I'm just leveling, uh, up my companions so I can, you know, because right now, when I was trying to go in before, I had Senya at like 18 and, and Arkin at 1. <laughs> That's not going to win you any fights. Nope. You're going to die a lot. Yeah. So now I've got Arkin up to like, I want to say 10 and Senya's at like 28. Okay. So, you know, it's getting better, but I'm still in. And I've uh, totally uh, jumped like, I think I'm up to close to 40 yeah. on my, which isn't high at all but well, you don't want to know how many companions i have at 50 i hate you <laughs> i don't have any companions at 50 my highest is a wampa at 48 oh i have a lot more than that including my wampa and my pig man <laughs> okay well i oh and also <laughs> i did drop a 2100 cartel coin point or cartel coins on 2100 yeah on the uh the new droid companion oh nifty so i got him nice so you did stuff i did it was actually a pretty good week for me nice dude um, I did wog as I always do. Uh, and I, I would like okay. to say a quick. Just, that's fine. Just go ahead. No, I'm going to yeah, roll over please. here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a quick little shout out because with your wog streaming last week, yep, we've passed 2,000 viewers on our on our Twitch channel. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it means uh, you know, over the course of all this time that I've had the channel, 2,000 people have popped in for 30 seconds yeah, and, and only, said, and only, "What the hell is this?" And only half of that is mocks. <laughs> uh, well, more than that. Okay, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> yeah, how'd wog go? Uh, Wog was great. Uh, we had a really good night. Um, we had a nice crew in there. Um, we did Tithe and the Twins again. Um, oh, yeah, you were telling me you guys, uh, we actually wiped though. Oh, did you wipe this? Time? Yeah, no, that was the week before. We actually had a couple issues. Um, it was hard to say what it was, but you know, we wiped a couple times, but we had a really good night. And I'm, I just want to give a shout out to everybody who shows up for Wog every week. And, and it's a rotating cast, but you know, um, I just, 
regardless of how the night goes, we always have a good time and people get loot and it's a lot of fun. So thanks again to those. I mean, we're well over two years now of doing walk. I know, right? And, um, and the people that show up every week, if you can't show up, you're there in spirit. You'll put messages in the chat and stuff like that. And it's, it's always a lot of fun. So, um, I just want to give, uh, some love to my walk peeps. And you know, I have a quick little comment for our walk peeps. Yeah. I cannot get my own private uh, internet access. Yeah, that's. Sad. I tried doing it through Comcast, and uh, um, yeah, just the way that my trailer park has it set up, it says that you can't uh, do it individually. It's weird. So, so someone in the chat, uh, Shaggy's, is saying you didn't get your pigment. Is that what you're saying? Okay. So I got my pigman and you didn't. Not only did I not get my pigman, I still don't have last year's rancor. <laughs> And I've dropped well over 10 million credits into this damn well, event. Here we are. My pig man's epic. He looks amazing. Does he snort oh, the entire time? He's so good, dude. He's he's like my favorite person in the world. Actually, you know who my favorite And you're staying next to me. Hmm. Yep. That's the face I was hoping for. Okay, so should we get to the news or are you going to... Oh, he's leaving. Okay, cool. Uh, so... <laughs> Do you have something else to say before I get to the news? Because I don't want to. No, I was going to say. You know who my favorite uh, uh, of the non-original companions are? I love the Athorian. I do. I just yeah. love having him running around with a little me. hammerhead face. I love it. Little hammerhead Jedi. Anyway, he's not a great Jedi. What was it? He's not a great Jedi though. Oh God, no. <laughs> he's kind of like the tuna guy. Yes, the, but cooler. The tuna is that derogatory for a, a Malon calamari? If I call him tuna guy, guess. No, I know who he is, but you know what the funny thing is? I said tuna guy, and I felt bad. I he was is, like, "Well, the sad thing is, his last name is Tano. <laughs> it's almost tuna." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, let's get to some news, man. So we have um, class changes, medicine operative slash sawbones scoundrel, and this was right before I think right before um, the inevitable delays in the latest patch. Yep. But what I thought was really interesting about this. Is people, I guess, got a little upset about the changes that were coming. Seriously? So Musco said, as we continue to look at the changes we had planned, supporting data and player feedback, we decided that we are not going to be making any changes to the operative and scoundrel healing in 5.4. Right now, these disciplines are outperforming in, um, heals per second, and we do feel they need, they will need to be nerfed at some point. However, even though their HPS is high due to the discipline's lack of burst healing, it can be quite challenging to keep players, especially tanks alive. So, um, after all of this said, uh, said and done, um, they're going to take, keep taking a look at it and eventually probably change it, but not right now, which is pretty cool. Yeah. It sounds like when they were going to, uh, jack up the price of tr- server transfers again. And then the, people were like, no. And they're like, all right, we'll put it on for another. But again, months. this goes back to, I think listening to the audience. Yeah. This, this, uh, this new level of discourse between us and the devs where, they're, you know, they have these threads, they have them open, they're reading them, people are upset, people are giving them feedback, they take the feedback and they say, okay, we'll meet you halfway. Yeah. At least a lot of the time, which is kind of nice. Yes. Um, all right. So <laughs> the maintenance that was supposed to happen Tuesday, today is Thursday, April 20th, April, hmm. August, August 24th, 2017. I know what year and, and date it is. Uh, it was the patch was supposed to be Tuesday. They said, okay, we ran against a bug. It's going to be Wednesday. Right. And they said, we can't get past it. It's going to be Thursday. It did happen today. Um, I haven't even updated my client yet, um, but the people in our Twitter groups and stuff um, have played through the flashpoint and stuff like that. We'll report back next week. Um, but, you know, it's it's it happened. Yeah, I still haven't been home to even update my client yet. Oh, I'll get to some bugs here in a minute. It's going to be great. Um, so... <laughs> 
I just realized I'm on my laptop right now. I can update my client. Well, you could, but then you were going to bog down our Wi-Fi, which I is great. I know. I'm just saying. All right, anyway, so uh, the one thing that um, Keith said on the 22nd, which was two days ago on Tuesday, he says, um, and, and this is, again, I think he's kind of half apologizing for, not half apologizing, but, but basically trying to tell us why he hasn't communicated as much. He said, I've been heads down on a, on a whole variety of things in the last few weeks. So I haven't been as active in the forums or keeping up with the PMs. Um, long and the short of it is, he said, sorry about having to delay 5.4. Um, but as Musco pointed out, it was too impactful to release. For those who earn the ability to open the Embora stronghold, I'm sure you'll find the 5,000 credit price versus the normal 2 million credits a nice change. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Lastly, we had a few queuing hiccups on our East Coast servers the past couple weeks, which we kind of talked about last week, I think. But they're making some adjustments uh, to hopefully alleviate that. It'll be a few weeks before the roadmap is ready to release the next roadmap. Right. Um, but they're making final uh, refinements to the content and delivery schedule, which is pretty cool. Yeah, um, I, I'm digging uh, Keith's roadmaps. They're mm. you know because for someone like me who doesn't follow like the the forums and the the feeds every single day, it's yeah. a nice little thing. Like once a month, we get okay. This is what's coming up in the next six weeks. Exactly. And what I like is um, the fact that after you run the flashpoint, I guess. And again, I haven't been in game to, to solidify this, but to be able to buy the Embara Stronghold, which is a train, moving train, for 5,000 credits is pretty damn cool. Okay, you know, every time we talk about this, the Stronghold and it's a train, it reminds yeah. me of Snowpiercer. It's a train. Have you seen that movie? Mm-mm. It's like a remake of a, an Asian film, whatever, but it's with Chris Evans. You know, he of Captain America fame. And uh, it's about this society where, like, the Earth has died, but the only survivors are living on this train yeah. that circles the globe. Indeed. And each car is, like, classes. In, oh, and it's all. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it's not that. I hate you <laughs> so so much. Anyway, uh, discussion topics this week. Um, any guess what it's going to be? Uh, the Embar Stronghold. Nope. Patch notes, buddy. Patch notes. Um, I'm not going to go through all of the patch notes. A lot of them are class changes. The main thing, obviously, with update 5.4 that dropped today, crisis on Umbara. Uh, it says, prepare to lead the ultimate covert assault, battle your way across a moving train, brave the wilds of a dark new world, and more uh, in a high-stakes new Flashpoint. And I'm stoked for the Flashpoint. I love Flashpoints. I do and too. there's a solo mode. Oh, so is you can there? Check, okay, yeah, awesome. Yeah. So you can check it out and don't have to worry about all that stuff. Um, when a deadly traitor is tracked to the shadow world of Umbara, you need to lead a strike team to confront the betrayer before the galaxy is thrown back into war. Um, and it says, available solo Story mode, repeatable story, veteran, and master modes. Very cool. There's lots of bugs, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, mobile base, Umbara mobile base. Once you've uncovered the trader, expand your command with a new stronghold, and you get an Umbara mobile base. For the first time, personalize your very own moving train and enjoy the sights as the shadow world, world's eerie landscape passes by. Mm-hmm. Right? That's nice. Um, obviously, uh, season eight ended for uh, rank PvP, and Season 9 is beginning with 5.4, and the people in Season 8 will get their rewards, which we talked about a while back. Yeah, we did. And if you're interested in this, uh, Season 9 is up. Go. And uh, Senya, who you mentioned earlier, you mentioned Senya. I did. Uh, you'll be able to customize her. Her appearance can be customized to take advantage of your favorite armor sets, which is pretty cool. And uh, item rating display. This is new, and this is something we talked about um at uh, the Pucked Cantina, because they were saying the master mode is going to have an item rating uh, requirement, 
right, in order right, right. to, yeah, I um, I guess, I don't know if it's just Master Mode, but I haven't, uh, again, haven't checked it out. But in order to use the group finder, you have to have a certain item rating. Right. So it basically just says that you don't have any noobs that are going to get into a higher content. Right. So item rating display, that's new in your uh, UI, I believe. A new addition is made to the character sheet, which displays your average item rating. Um, oh, so again, this will let you kind of determine your overall power rating. So, you know, if you're two, mostly 242s or whatever, then it'll kind of show that, which is, I and think, kind of cool. And then if you accidentally forgot they have a relic that's like 212. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, or like some of my tunes, it's like 120 or whatever it is. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I think that's kind of a nice addition. Um, let's see. What else do we have here? Manon Stronghold, there's some bug fixes. Manon Stronghold now properly set as a rest area. I guess I didn't notice that it was not a rest area before. That's a bummer. Um, so you don't get rest XP, well, I guess, but not you know, I, I never realized it because all my tunes are 70. But what I have noticed is right. that, that Manon had the same bug that um, Yavin had, where you know every single time you try to go to your Manon Stronghold, it does the oh, interest so amount. I hope they fix that. It doesn't say it's as explicitly here, but... It'd be really nice if they fixed that because that was a really big pain in the butt. I mean, yeah, I mean, you can space bar through it, but it's still. But I feel like every stronghold when they first introduce it has that issue. It's like just one time. I feel like there's something in the code, but yeah. I'm, I'm no coder, and yeah, and you know how you sometimes you're like, okay, well, I've got to go pee, so you know you you. I've never gone pee. So you uh, you set it so you try to go to your stronghold, and then you take off, thinking it'll be all loaded when you get back. Well, now you come back and you realize you've got to hit the space bar to start the cinematic. Yeah, indeed. Um. All right, so anything else in here? Let's see. Um, there's a couple bug fixes. Oh, it says the guild interface will no longer jump to the top of the list if a member note is, or rank is adjusted, so that's kind of nice quality of life. Companions will now be summoned while moving, which, again, I can't wait to check out because... Oh, um, that's awesome. I hate stopping just to summon somebody. Yeah, it's like, if I can summon a mount while running, I've gotten really used to that. Or a pet. Yeah, and having to stop, I'm like, oh, this is dumb. Anyway, so that's a nice uh, quality of life thing. Oh, can would you if you can summon them while you're running? Can you send them off to sell trash while you're running? I doubt it, but I don't know. Haven't been in. Um, and the answer, we've got a question in the uh, the chat. Uh, after is asking, is there going to be any new race soon? We talked about this. I want to say two or three episodes ago that they're still looking at new races, but sure. there's not going to be anything anytime soon. Yeah, uh, I, honestly, I feel like the last couple of races haven't gone over all that great. I mean, we have the Tugruda and um, the Cathar, um, and it's like it's kind of lukewarm. I well, feel like a I, bit. I haven't unlocked the Tugruda. Well, just because you have to unlock them with cartel points. Yeah, but all my tunes are chiss. So well, yeah, what well, am I going to do? You're weird. <laughs> oh, well, I think that goes without saying. You're you're a chissist. No, but you're a chissist. Because that's like, your race is against my chistness. <laughs> I win. Okay, so, companion's going to be someone moving. Well, moving? Moving? Uh, let's see. New option has been added to the graphics prefer- uh, preference menu for higher graphics settings called Enhanced Shadows, which is kind of cool. So, if you have a badass graphics card, you can get some badass shadows. So, so my go. graphics card is pretty good, but my internet sucks. So, oh, I still are. run everything on very low. Yep. So, um, there's a whole bunch of class changes. I'm not going to go through those. And some updates to item and economy. Um, there was a couple things I wanted to point out in here. There was some issues. Um, no, I think that's about it. Oh, the thing we talked about a couple weeks ago, the unassembled component rewards from various PvP missions have been adjusted. And there's a list in here about that. And there was an issue with Novar Coast. Uh, correct an issue where the Sith Warrior Jedi Knight 
who use force charge or force leap near one of the turrets could get stuck in the terrain, which I <laughs> which I find hilarious. That is funny. <laughs> um, other than that, man, that, that, um, that kind of reminds me. Of, remember the time we were fighting Caragas uh, Palace? Yeah, and I respawned underneath the the deck. No, that was EV. No, it was Krogus Palace because it? it had the uh, the drill things oh, that I could was. see going up. And so I kept trying to tell yeah. everybody, drills are coming. Drills are coming because I couldn't do anything. But I'm like, drills are coming. <laughs> that was actually pretty funny. Um, all right, man. So 5.4 refined isotope stabilizers and veteran flashpoints. So this was this came up, I think, today. Um, uh, Eric Musco says, I apologize for missing this in the patch notes. So people were pissed. Apparently, they made some... You know, if you don't put in the patch notes, it's a stealth change is what people get upset about. So he says, I apologize for missing this in the patch notes. I verified with the team that this is an intended change. It's intended that the refined isotope stabilizers only drop from master mode flashpoints and operations of all difficulties, as indicated by the stabilizers tooltip. And he'll get this added to the patch notes right away. So the frustrating thing is, is because. You know, I, I like to craft on occasion, and I, I believe those are bound on pickup. They are because they 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 come up. I think I'm pretty sure they are because they come up uh, as loot on the loot table. For, yeah, so it's um, frustrating because like for all other like uh, crafting uh, mats, you can sell or yeah. Because or... I think it's because they drop in ops is the is the issue. But again, I have a bunch of those things. Uh, I have I've a got, bunch of those things sitting around. I've got like two. I have more. I have a bunch of those things sitting around. I hate you. Well, I'll sell them to you if you're not. No, I guess I can. Okay. That's the thing. Well, I won't. There's no way to get them. No, on but the you second. can sell them, I think. Well, you can probably sell them to a vendor, oh, but you can't mm. sell them on GTN or trade them. I don't know if that's 100%. Anybody have a, a question for the podcast? Okay, you lure that. Let's go. Okay, so a couple bugs. So there's a bunch of issues with, of course, with any patch. The first thing here is... There's some people having problems joining the story mode. Um, it can't join story mode until solo is completed. Um, someone says got engaged by companion, uh, champion turret on the train, fell into train and could not get out of combat. Um, which is a problem. So they're looking into these. I, I basically put this in here because, uh, the post is called numerous new FP, which is flashpoint. And really what it has, has to do with is any issues you find with the new flashpoint. Post in there, and they're looking into them, which is good. Yeah. Um, and actually, the question from Shaggy in the chat is talking about um, the possible server merges that we are always constantly talking mm-hmm. about, and if they do into one uh, basic one mega server to RP. And we actually talked about this uh, two shows ago, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and uh, we said we, you know, we're cool server mergers. I mean, we trade all sure. the time, but but there's issues that are there, there are issues because it, it's just going to be you know you're going to have I mean. Well, name changes, yeah, guild name changes issues, was the biggest issue. Guild issues are gonna, I mean, we're gonna have to sell all the stuff yeah. from your your uh, strongholds again and everything. And as for the RP, we talked about the biggest thing would have been the uh, uh, PVE versus PVP ganking sort of thing. But since they have the different instances now, that's not an issue. Right. There's there's ways around a lot of the things we brought up, but the bottom line is I don't know if they have the infrastructure or um or that's what they're planning on doing. Um. So, so we'll kind of see where they go with it. But I, my issue, I think, and I talked about this, you know, a couple weeks ago was losing my name, um, having the guild, having to clear all their stuff out, relocate, re- unlock stuff, like all that kind of stuff. If they could, if they could make it seamless and we wouldn't have to do any of that, that's something else. But otherwise, I think they need to kind of 
figure out how to solve that problem for us for sure. Exactly. So this is one of our discussion topics, I believe, back in episode 107. So if yeah. you want to check our stream, go check that back out and uh, follow the, uh, the timestamps. No, for sure. And the other thing is Galactic Command. Um, there was an issue with Galactic Command. Um, and I think this had to do with the bonus not changing. And then there was some issues with conquests. And I have the links in the show notes to this to the threads. Um, I think people's conquests were wiped. Uh, oh, with wow. the new patch, which is a problem. So, uh, it's, there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of other little bugs that are going to keep popping up. Again, this is the first day of the new patch. So, you know, like I said, we haven't d- dived into it yet. Next week, um, we'll have a lot more to talk about for sure. But, but jump in, let us know, um, any issues you have or things you want to talk about, uh, for next week. And, uh, when we record next Thursday, we will, we'll bring it up. Yeah. How you feeling about that? Uh, I'm cool with it. You, you don't seem that cool about it, but I'm just kidding. Well, man. I'm always cool. I'm uh, like, you got to work at it. Ready to work jumping to Star Wars? After that insult? Absolutely. I was raised to do one thing. But I've got nothing to fight for. Nothing will stand in our way. You, my man, are a scruffy-looking nerf herder. Thank you. Um, I'm pretty excited about Star Wars this week. Me too. Well, I'm excited about a whole bunch of the news this week, but Star Wars in particular. But we don't it, like we don't have a lot of stories. No, but there's a lot of stories over multiple titles. Exactly. So let's get into this. Uh, do you want to start with the anthology films? Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> we had the the big news last week that we talked about that that the. Uh, that they're definitely working on a Kenobi film is a huge thing. But it looks like that the Boba Fett movie that will not die will not die. Can I just say something? So, like, literally the next day, this all got clarified. Yes. Excuse me. After we recorded last... I told you, the Triceratops. After we recorded last week, what was insane is, like, that next day, a bunch of stories came out. Oh, this is in development, too. This is in development, too. Yes. And it's almost like everybody was so excited about the Obi-Wan movie... They didn't realize that in the subtext of some of the uh, confirmations was that they're also working on these right. other ones. Yes. Um, and on the forefront, obviously, is Boba Fett, who I'm not excited about. No, well, We've talked about it a million it's times. It's like they're announcing the next phase. Yeah. Without not, it's without saying it's a phase. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so there's a Boba Fett movie. They're in development, which means they're just talking about it. They're, right. When it, when something is in development, means there's there's a pitch that's happened. Nobody's been signed and no script is written. And there's okay. no director, there's no actors, no, nothing's nobody's, committed. Nobody's been signed. Yeah. So when something's in development, that's why there's a, a term that goes around when something's going around Hollywood and that's in development for a long time. It's in development hell. Yeah. And things last in development for a long time. There's actually a great, um, uh, there's a list that goes around Hollywood every year called the Blacklist. Mm. And it's the, I think it's 20 or 25 greatest scripts in Hollywood that are not signed yet interesting and they constantly you know every year one or two movies get taken out of that list and get made right uh, but it's really interesting to look at that list every year because you get like famous writers that just don't have anything coming out right um wait this is 109 i think we told them 105 seven you said 107 yeah okay i was just making sure we were Doing our maths right. And Shaggy makes a good point. It's almost like a side quest for Star Wars. It is. And and I was explaining this because this is the time of year where I start teaching Star Wars. 
And, it is. Actually, um, he, he came into my lab today and he held up something and it was like, look what today is. Yeah, I was super stoked. So I we watched the first 25 minutes today. I do a whole hero's journey thing. We're, we're talking about Star Wars um, and, and it's a lot of fun in my classroom. But um, trying to explain. So one of the things I ask the kids before I do anything is, what do you know already? Right. One of the things that some of the kids brought, one of the main things that the kids brought up was, I don't understand the episode numbers and when things are happening. Right. And trying to explain to them, like, okay, so George Lucas shot four. Then when that worked, he did five and six. Right. Then in the late nineties, he went and did one, two, and three. Then <laughs> when Disney bought them, they did seven and then they did Rogue One. Some of the kids are only seeing Rogue One. And that was like one of the kids actually first period was like, wait, so I saw Rogue One. And that st- that ends like, yes. And I was like, yes, I'm glad you brought that up. That ends literally before this movie starts because I'm showing right. up episode four. So it's it's one of those things where um, – and then I'm trying to explain them in the anthology movies um, and that kind of thing. So essentially what we have here is a confirmation of the next anthology movies that they're going to be working on. So we have Boba Fett. We have Yoda. And Jabba the Hutt. Okay. Two things really quick. One, Can I tell you which one I'm most excited about? Hang on a second. Uh, okay. Wait. No. Two things. The first one, I want to go back to the the uh, the numbers being out of order. Thing. Yeah. And that's where you just tell them it's about development hell. Yeah. Because the first Star Wars script was in development hell forever. Forever. Because it went around Hollywood to every studio like twice. And right. everybody passed on it um, because he had the, the huge overarching storyline. Mm-hmm. And uh, then Fox finally said, okay, we like this part. Right. We'll distribute that part. Right. And that's why four got made. Well, and also it made more sense. That one literally had a beginning, middle, and end. Yes. And it could stand alone in case it flopped. A lot of the others couldn't. And that was one of the things that I explained to the kids. I right. said, look, this one actually has a start and a finish. Yes. And, you know, if you end it at that metal sequence when they're getting their medals, you could be okay. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Um, so the, can we, yeah, can, the second can we talk thing about this? When we talked about um, Kenobi last week, yeah. what did I say was my favorite things that they could bring in? Jabba. Jabba. Right. Talk about the whole gangster hut space and all right. that stuff. And I'm like, if they do a Jabba solo movie, and I don't mean like just Jabba, but like a, you could totally turn it into a like a film noir gangster mm-hmm. story. Oh, it'd be badass. And it'd I'm be dark like, too. if you get the right director for that, like, mm-hmm. I mean, he's dead now, but somebody like, uh, like Curtis Hansen, mm-hmm. who directed, um, uh, LA Confidential. Oh, okay. Or, okay. oh, if you could bring in Christopher Nolan, who did Memento. Yeah. Something gritty and very noirish. For sure. And I think that'd be a lot of fun to see. <laughs> To be oh, honest absolutely. With you. It'd be like, you know, um, it almost be like the godfather of the Star Wars universe. Absolutely. Cause you you're know? gonna, you're, you'd have huts, you're gonna have Huda, you'll have Narshada, you'll you know, have bounty, bounty hunters, hunters everywhere, you'll slaves. Have slicers, mm-hmm. slaves. Yeah, it'd be good. It'll be all the dark stuff we love. Mm-hmm. And if you're watching the, uh, Twitch stream or you're, or, you know, if you're watching the Twitch stream live or if you're watching after the fact, on the right side of our screen, I have, I found some really cool fan art with Kenobi with the binary sunset in the background. I think that's badass. Um, this all stems off what we were talking about last week. Um, again, I'm, I'm pretty lukewarm on the, uh, Boba Fett movie, but, uh, Yoda intrigues me a bit. Um, I, I don't know. Shoot. Where the hell would they, what time period could they possibly do? By the time we see him in the original trilogy, you know, he's almost 900 years old. Okay. There's a few different things that we could totally go off on here. All right. Because he has had so many famous 
people that have been his apprentices. Sure. Um, Dooku. Yeah. Um, oh, young Dooku. Qui Gon was his apprentice. That's true. Okay. Um, oh, gosh. And I'm drawing a blank on who his master was. But you could do either that. You could either have Yoda as the apprentice. Or that could be interesting. Like, well, I don't know if I want to see a Yoda origin story only in that, right? Because of the mystery that they've kept for some reason around his species. True. There's only like three of them in the entire saga. From what I understand, even though they there's some lookalikes out there, he's the only one. Those other ones just kind of look similar to his race, from what I understand from the lore. Interesting. So, um, the one thing I don't see because of that happening is that that'll go so far back in time. They're getting close to. Old Republic time. They are. So they're going to have to pull stuff. I mean, it's literally, it's only a third or halfway there. Right. But I think the best one would be to start off with Dooku as his apprentice and have that end. And he picks up Qui-Gon. That'd be cool. And have that little thing is like, okay, well, did he fail with Dooku? Because Dooku doesn't turn to the dark side until later. But here's my thing with that. My only issue with that is I feel like, again, that's just another prequel movie. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's the same time period well, that, as the prequels. No, 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 no. No, no, no. But I, but you know what I mean? I feel like it's the same feel because it leaks into Dooku well, it's doing thing his that, thing well, it's and the same blah, thing blah. That, that Rogue One did. But think of all, but I'm just, I guess what I'm just thinking of is the, um, animosity towards the prequels. So well, maybe they want to stay a, around off that particular time frame. Well, I think. By having somebody like somebody from the prequels who is so loved like Qui Gon, yeah. Um, I mean, like they're doing Kenobi, and True. that's very. I mean, especially if they bring back Ewan McGregor, that's very prequelish. Mm-hmm. So if if Kenobi succeeds, which I don't see how it could fail, yeah, that would bring in the goodwill. Um, I think it's important they do Kenobi first, and that works. Yes, and then they can then they can solidify wherever they want to go. And I think, and I'm with you. I, it would be cool to see a young Dooku. It would be cool to see a young Qui Gon. Um, the one thing I don't want is there to be just like a random Yoda movie where he's off on an adventure. Yeah. Because that won't have any grounding to anything. What well, doesn't have any impact on the wider world. Exactly. And yeah, I mean, we already have some of Yoda's background from when he goes into exile and stuff and the prequels and all that. So where else do you go? You got to go much farther back, I think. Yeah. Because I mean, I mean, as much as I love Yoda, I don't want to watch a movie that's just the time frame from when he uh, goes into exile after Attack of the Clones to when he's found in Empire. I was just going to say the same thing, but the opposite of that is I really want to see when Obi Wan goes into exile to watch Luke. That's what I want. That's to see. different. That's different because but, it's much more hands on. Agreed. Um, uh, yeah. One thing I think would be very interesting, and this would be a very good way of bringing something from. Um, other medium into the the main saga is um, the one uh, adventure I would like to see. Imagine him and Qui Gon going off on an on an adventure to Dathomir and running into the Night Sisters. <sighs> because having Yoda fight the Night Sisters would be very interesting. And what's great is that you could see a child Maul. Yep, just there. take my money now. You win. And I don't have be, any money, but and the reason well, and it could be that the one of the I mean the Night Sisters are fairly dark side anyways yeah but one of the reasons that maul could have gone total dark side is who knows maybe qui-gon killed the maul's mom yeah dude. uh yeah i'm in on that for sure um so as these stories develop we'll kind of come back back to it obviously it's going to be years of this but 
Um, I, I, do, mean, I do have one bit of news. I actually put this in the wrong spot, but I do have one bit of news about Kenobi that came out today. Okay. And it's that they released a working title. Oh, go for it. And, uh, you know, very similar to like Star Wars working titles, Blue Harvest, and yep. a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, Kenobi's working title is Joshua Tree. Oh, interesting. Which totally makes it seem like it's going to be taking place on Tatooine. Yeah. No, I hope so. That's going to be great. Um, all right. So we'll come back to these. Um, I am excited about the Job of the Hut movie more than, uh, the, oh my God, the Twitter feed when this came to light was hilarious. Like watching people's reactions to it. Yeah. It was like, Basically, Lana from Archer Nuke in, like, any way you can come up with. <laughs> okay, that's funny. I, I mean, as long as they go noir, and if, if they have... It's got to be dark. And I think they have it's to put him It's got to be a on, gangster movie. Yeah, they have to put him on Narshadog. Yeah. They can't have him on Tatooine again, because I think they kind of ruined Jabba being on Tatooine with Phantom Menace. Oh, absolutely. When he falls asleep starting the, the pod yeah. race and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you have to have him in his heyday as a gangster yeah i mean as a young a young no, hut gangster like even more than godfather seriously this needs to be jabba as scarface oh yeah that'd be bad it has to be brutal i'm in all right uh Ooh, what if he gets the rancor oh that would be, be kind of cool, cool right that'd be cool yeah he like maybe maybe he raises the rancor or like gets the rancor and like oh that's i just i i, I got excited <laughs> Bib fortuna joining this the, uh, oh. oh him meeting Bib fortuna would be cool too <laughs> see people are scoffing but there's such a good you could do a really good story with java yeah it'd be sick all right it's not about java it's about the world exactly all right so tell me about some han solo stuff han solo so um michelle k williams michael um, k williams what did i say michelle huh michael michael k williams is out of the Han Solo movie. And again, the Han Solo movie is in a little bit of turmoil right now. Well, not turmoil. It's just in reshoots. And so, of course, well, the reshoots are taking in different directions. Yeah, the reshoots are the issue. Um, I guess Homeboy uh, um, Williams was not available for the reshoots. Yeah, so, that- so it's not necessarily that he wasn't good or that they, but he's just, he was committed to another film and so he couldn't do the reshoots. Yeah, and so they, they, they cut him out. Um, and, and this says, Williams was playing, let's see, a half-human, half-animal character. We create a kick-ass character, in my opinion. I'm proud of it, said Williams. Um, uh, we love Williams, so there's definitely it's definitely a bummer. Um, so he just could not be there yeah, for reshoots. Well, they could always bring him into the Java movie. Absolutely. It's the same time frame. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, new rumors suggest Maz Kanata could appear in the Han Solo film. This is a rumor, obviously, but doesn't that make sense? I told him. I mean, well, she's that's another person that could show up in the Yoda movie. Yeah, but they also she's a thousand years old. True. I like the fact that um, when we meet Maz in um, in the Force Awakens, they're alluding to a long relationship she has with Han. She knows he's there. Obviously, her and Chewie have hung out together. I mean, there's a relationship there. So it totally makes sense for her. It it, it makes a ton of sense. So hopefully that happens. I would love to see um, uh, Maz Kanata in that film. Yeah, and Lupita Nyong'o did a great job. She really did. She really did. Um, And we finally found out who Amelia Clark is playing. Ooh, who is she playing? In the Han Solo movie. If you don't know Amelia Clark by name, she is uh, the Breaker of Chains, Daenerys. Um, Mother of Dragons. She has like 20 different titles. Stormborn. I, I was looking at you. I was like, you're trying to think of another one, aren't you? Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, what was some of the first other of her name? Oh, damn you. Uh, all right. So let me find the, let me find the exact phrasing here. Queen of the seven kingdoms. Okay. Are you going to keep doing that? Come up with another one. Uh, let's see. So while discussing his character with Vanny Fair, Williams revealed 
Um, his character. Oh no, that was. Uh, oh, Williams revealed his character was a link between Han Solo and Amelia's character Kira. Um, but making Star Wars add another wrinkle to the saga when they reported their source on a set said the name is actually spelled Kura, K-U-R-A, though it's pronounced similarly. They said they were waiting for more information before reporting, but Williams spilling the beans of Eddie Fair might be the confirmation they were looking for. It's not much, but that is how two new characters we know about uh, requiring the Han Solo spinoff movie. Uh, bottom line is, all we know is it's Kira. Yes. I read a little more into it earlier than I thought. And skipped a paragraph. All right. That's so this next thing, it's uh, about a minute, just, minute and a half we're long. Just, we're just glossing over. Glossing. And uh, it's a featurette on Thrawn and how he got brought into the Rebels. And this is a featurette that's going to be on the season three Blu-rays of um, Rebels. So she ended up being, she's a huge Thrawn fan since she was in high school and she ended up being the animator for it. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's one of those... Um, <laughs> that's one of those nerd dreams come true. It's like exactly. you obsessed about something your whole life. You pursue something that might coincide with it at some point, and then when you get it, then what do you do? Exactly. You just, like, flip your poop and deal with it, you know? I, I was going to say shit, but then I didn't, and then <laughs> and then I just said it then, so then we're going to move on. So, uh... Okay, I, that reminds me of Love Actually, when he, when she meets uh, Hugh Grant, the Prime Minister, for the first time, and he goes, right. and he goes uh, I did have an awful premonition I was going to fuck up on my first day. <laughs> Oh, pissy. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, so I, I love that Thrawn is in Rebels. Um, yes, I love it. And it, and again, I love that trilogy. And I'm glad we talked about this this week because at our puck cantina, um, what is that episode 106? 106? Yeah. Um, we talked a lot about Thrawn. We have a lot of Thrawn lovers in that, uh, in that circle. So I'm, I'm glad about that. Okay, depending on how Thrawn ends up with the fourth season of Rebels, can you imagine if Thrawn ends up in Kenobi? Oh, yes, I can. I have a good imagination. Merchandise. Before merch, we get out of here. Merch, merch. I love talking about merchandise. Um, <laughs> okay, this first Have article, you seen this? I have purposely not opened it to look at it yet. I don't know what it looks like. Uh, I might put it up in the chat because it's crazy. Hold on a second. I haven't looked at it either. So the title is New Porg Toy for the Last Jedi Will Give You Nightmares. And if you don't know, the Porgs are the puffin inspired creatures on Octu that somehow make it into the Millennium Falcon. Indeed. All right, here we go. Is that what they sound like? Evidently. Okay, I would like to... Evidently? I would... I, I, would, I hate everything about it. Okay, go ahead and mute it. Of course, it reminds me a little bit of Tickle Me Elmo, and as somebody who worked with in like that field when Tickle Me Elmo came out. Right. This is less Tickle Me Elmo and more Murder Me Porgy. Yeah. Um, hold on, I gotta get rid of this. Okay, what I want you to imagine is you getting this for your daughters, and it being out in the living room, facing your office, and it goes off in the middle of the night. No, I, I, I look, bro. <laughs> there's a lot of reasons why I don't, I don't buy stuff like this for my kids because I'm afraid. Like one night I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna turn to the side and I'll be like, "Oh, hello, wife," and it's gonna be this freaking porg and porgy porg. I don't care what it, I, porg porg, and it's gonna be sitting there and it's gonna be a meh, meh. I don't, I don't like anything about that. He's like, Marshall, nope. come play with us. Nope. That's disgusting. Okay, so ironically. 
not ironically, but um, coincidentally, um, today, sir, is National Waffle Day. Did you know that? Uh, I love waffles. Yeah. Who doesn't? Um, <laughs> just as a, as a weird coincidence, look at the next piece of merch I put into the show outline. Oh, is it the Star Wars Waffle Iron? <laughs> waffle Iron. It's amazing. Um, there's a link in the show notes. I'm not going to put it in the thing uh, in the interest of time, but it's a four chamber deal. And one is a uh, X-Wing, and then one that says Star Wars, one's a Millennium Falcon, and one is a Republic uh, uh, symbol. It's really, really, uh, uh, it's really cool. And um, I want to eat waffles now. Did you see it? Are you not looking? Yeah, I saw it. That's very cool. Oh, good. Okay. Well, uh, the the way podcasts work is I say a thing, and you say a thing back, and then it's like Sorry, back I was, and forth. I was doing a little research for the next article. It's so. a whole back and forth kind of thing. You know what I'm yeah, you know what the back and forth is? Boom, boom. Back and forth. Back and forth. I'm flipping them off. All right. Can we can we move on? Absolutely. I feel like this is deteriorating. <laughs> All right. We're going to get to our last section, and I never changed Sword Hold on. I can't imagine any kind of future where I am a hero. Well, you're not. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. We actually have some Legends news this week. Do we? Yeah. Well, I put some in. Awesome. Uh, the first things, of course, we've got to deal with is, you know, those who, you know, we lost this week. Um, and we lost two icons yeah. uh, this week. Um, first of all, Jerry Lewis was 94. Um, <laughs> thanks, Steve. Yes, indeed. Um, I mean, whether you loved him or hated him. Jerry Lewis yeah. was an icon. Um, as much as David Hasselhoff is loved by the Germans, Jerry Lewis is loved by the French. And, um, you know, he did some classic movies like Cinderfella and Nutty Professor, the original one before it was redone by, by Eddie Murphy. Um, but most famously, he was a tandem with Dean Martin and yeah, Martin and Lewis. For sure. Um, and you know you're an icon when Tarantino references you in a movie. And I, I still remember um, in Pulp Fiction when uh, Mia Wallace and, and Vincent Vega go All to right. Jackrabbit Slims and she wants a shake and, and they ask, do you want to Amos and Andy or, or Martin and Lewis? Yeah. And uh, meaning, about that. You know, meaning alcoholic pull, or non-alcoholic. Nice. And uh, is what I'm guessing that meant or yeah. either vanilla or chocolate. Something like that. But um, it doesn't matter because, I mean, you just got referenced. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, his Nutty Professor is great. Cinderfellow was great. Um, and, and don't forget all the money he raised from muscular dystrophy for sure. with Jerry's kids. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, this section's always tough just because, um, again, like I always say, uh, we're of the age where we're going to see a lot of these icons fall, you know, yeah. but Jerry Lewis was a 92, 94, I think. 90 something. I mean, crazy, crazy yeah. long life. Exactly. So. Um, then the other one we lost is an 84 year old and, uh, it's Dick Gregory. Um, he, a lot of people, uh, even our age probably don't know who he is. Um, but definitely younger. Um, he was an icon, uh, civil rights, uh, activist in the sixties and seventies. Um, but he was a stand up comic and he was in that, um, he was before prior and right about the time as, as Red Fox. Right. And, uh, um, but to kind of give you an idea, he was one of the very first African American comics to be invited to perform at white clubs. That's crazy. And his big break was, I believe, 1961. When Hefner himself invited him to fill in the Playboy Club in Chicago. That's insane. 
And, um, so yeah, so that's a wow. major, major movement for him. And, uh, um, I was, I was telling you later on in life, he ended up doing like a, a it was like a slim fast type of drink or something in the eighties. And I remember watching a uh, house party with kid and play mm-hmm. and, um, and, uh, in the movie, uh, kid's dad, uh, says, go get me some glass of that Dick Gregory. And I'm like, <laughs> that's, that was the first time I'd ever heard the name Dick Gregory. Right. Then I became a big fan of stand up comics. And, uh, and I love those people that are like really subvert. I mean, like, you know, you always hear about Lenny Bruce and, and people like that, but Dick Gregory was right. very groundbreaking. So, you know, hats off to him. Yeah. Long I mean, life. but again, man, I mean, if you live to your late eighties, early nineties, um, you've had a hell of a life. And obviously, if we're, if we're talking about them, if they had an influence on pop culture and, and, and comedy and everything else, I mean, that's, it's super important. So I'm glad, I'm glad that, um, they had the life they had, but at the same time, it's sad to see them go. Yeah. And if you get a chance, uh, just go to YouTube and search some Dick Gregory stand up. Yeah. You know, the guy was hilarious and subversive and so important. So check him out. Totally, man. Um, real reviews. I only have one item in here. Yeah. Tell me about it. Yeah. Well, Samuel Jackson apparently is reporting is returning for a Shaft sequel. Shut your mouth! Hmm. Yeah, that's what you're waiting for, weren't you? I was totally waiting. How did you not see that coming? Uh, quite frankly, I'm disappointed I didn't. Okay, that's where you should like if you were if okay. you were really mm-hmm. on the back and forth, you would have come back saying, yeah. "I'm just talking about Shaft." Okay. Yeah, well, I'm not doing that because I'm not placating to your shenanigans. That's what I've decided. Shenanigans. Okay, so. New Line Cinema is finally putting a sequel to the 2000 Shaft reboot. Which is actually, it's, it's a It cult. wasn't bad. No, it's not bad, and it's kind of cultish. Yeah. Um, and uh, Samuel Jackson is reportedly in talks to return to the iconic role. The sequel is to be a proverbial passing of the torch installment with actor Jesse T. Usher. Uh, Survivor's Remorse, which I'm not familiar with, in talks to play Shaft's son, who will potentially take over the franchise going forward. So they're trying to make it a franchise, apparently. Right. Um, and Variety reports that uh, Fantastic Four and Barbershop's Tim Story is in talks to direct the uh, the sequel. All right, I can see that. Yeah. Um, I mean, and you know what's so funny is like we we talk about the major franchises that we see big movies coming out every year, or every other yep. year, like Fast and the Furious or Star Wars or anything like that. But you know, underground we have these like movies that have like like just this last week a, a new it's an animated one, but it's a new Starship Troopers came out. Right. Has Casper Van Dien. Um, I saw that and we never talked about it, but. No, yeah. there's been like, uh, three or four marine movies. Um, uh, what was the other one I was just thinking about? Was, uh, um. Head on the mic. So I'm going to move on. Uh. Yeah, I can't remember. You'll, you'll come up with it. But there's a whole bunch of, like, well, House Party we were talking about. They had right. like four House Party movies. <laughs> Which is crazy. It's crazy. Uh, let's get to Universal stuff, dude. So really what it comes down to is let's talk about this first one uh ryan reynolds of course wants a lot of things he he's he obviously very excited about how deadpool went deadpool 2 is in production we talked about that a lot about a lot about that last week um and then uh he he wants an a rated r deadpool and avengers crossover uh without diving too much into the specifics of what he said i'm just curious of what you think that would look like i have two words to say hmm. Not happening. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Uh, for a couple of different reasons. Um, first of all, Avengers are not rated R. No. They're, they're not. not. No. Um, it totally makes sense for a Deadpool X-Force. Yeah, That's rated that. R. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but Avengers, just the people in the Avengers are too wholesome. Mm. I mean, 
you can't have Deadpool and Captain America bantering back and forth. It's just not going to happen. No, it's, it's going to be too awkward. Yeah. Second of all, um, Fox and Marvel do not play nice. True. So, I mean, it they for as much like teamwork that we got between Marvel and Sony for Spider Man, that's not going to happen with Fox. Um, yeah, no, Fox I, is so, I'm with you. Fox is so stranglehold on their properties that um, I mean. Marvel had to create the Inhumans just because they couldn't use the word mutant. Right. They'd rather create a whole different story and franchise than try to get the rights to mutant. Back. Well, and and that's what Agents of Shield. They didn't use mutants either. Exactly. It's this whole it's this whole thing. Um. Yeah, man. Uh, I know this would never happen, but it would be kind of cool to see the whole grip people in half, like literally. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I mean, like seeing. Uh, Hawkeye shoot a, a arrow to the eye. Yeah. Oh, we always have to have an arrow or to the finally eye. Finally, have Samuel Jackson swear as Luke as uh, as um, Nick Fury, something yeah. like that. That'd be cool. You know, anyway. maybe uh, uh, Black Widow flashing a boob. I'm just saying. <sighs> so you know, I almost tried to cut you off <laughs> because I felt like you were going to go like someone had to show something, but then and then I and then I thought about. And then I thought about Blackwood at the same time you did, and I was like, "Oh shoot, he's going there," and and you did. So, but it really wouldn't make sense because it wouldn't make sense. No, because for as many of those characters that, that theoretically could do something that would be R rated, right? You have Ant Man, you've got Captain America, you've got Falcon, you've got enough. All these people, well, all these people that are so G, right? That it's not. It would totally be uncomfortably weird. Yeah, I agree, and it almost it it would probably kind of feel a bit forced. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's like, uh, what could Captain America do that was rated R? Okay, well, he'd have to brutally kill someone and it'd have to be blood, and he'd probably have to drop the F-bomb, and he's Captain America. Yeah, it's not going to happen. It's not a thing. And if if this were to ever happen, mm. this would be the jumping of the shark for superhero movies. You think so? Okay. Oh, yeah, because the only, reason, statement. the only reason to do it would be a money grab. And for True. for everything that they do, it would piggyback all, on Deadpool success. Yeah, for everything Deadpool it is too, that yeah. it's all about money, mm-hmm. which it is, they still serve story. Yeah, I agree. this has absolutely nothing to do with story. I agree, man. Um, let's get to um, Berlanti stuff. Uh, the first thing, the only flash story I have this week made me so happy. I sent it to my wife because my wife and I are really big. Um, uh, Battlestar Galactica fans. Yes. Um, and so when one of our favorite characters from that, the reboot, I guess, of that is the Starbuck character who they changed from male to female and the actress name was Katie Sackhoff. Yes. And, um, my wife's name is Katie, which is also kind of weird, but it's okay. But Katie Sackhoff has been confirmed. She is coming back. She is coming to the Flash. She's been confirmed for the Flash. And isn't Katie Sackhoff the actress that was in, um, Big Bang Theory, in like when so in somebody's visions, yes. she's always in the bathtub. Yeah, she did show up at some point. Yeah, yeah. in Big Bang. I, th- I want to say it was uh, uh, Wallowitz's before he got married. I think you're right. Uh, it's, it's early season though. Yeah. I, yeah, I can't remember. But Sackoff will play the DC Comics villain um, Emnu Emnuet Black, also known as Blacksmith, according to Entertainment Weekly. Blacksmith runs a black market for supervillains and uses every means possible, this is in quotes, including the long list of metahumans under her thumb to ensure her illicit enterprise thrives. I cannot wait that will be to good. see her play a villain Yes, in the Flash universe. It's going to be great. So 
She will show up in the fifth episode of the new season titled Girls Night Out. Nice. Which will also feature a guest appearance by Arrow star Emily Beckett, uh, Emily Bett Rickards as Felicity Smoke. Yeah, because actually I saw a picture that was talking about that this uh, is going to be like all girls based. Yeah. Because there's a picture I saw that had, um, Felicity, Speedy, uh, uh, the new Black Canary. Right. And, um, and I think the the uh, the Earth Two Black Canary. Oh, probably. You know, this makes me so happy. Yes, strong women. Yeah, but not only that, I just I have a thing for Katie Sackoff. Have I said <laughs> it? That's on mic now, people. There it is. There it is. All right, Legends of Tomorrow news. I have a few things. Um, Legends of Tomorrow cast Jessica Jones, um, alum, as Ray Palmer's mom. So this is interesting because if you are watching, um. I gotta meet this tab because it's just ridiculous. If you ever watch Jessica Jones, okay, it says TV line is reporting that Susie, uh, I don't know how to say his last name, Abromet, Abromet, yeah, uh, from Chicago, uh, Med and Battle, uh, Los Angeles has been cast as the mother of Ray Palmer, um, slash the Adam and on Legends of Tomorrow. Comic fans will, uh, best recognize Amomet. From role as Jerry Hogarth's girlfriend Pam in Jessica Jones for a season. So if you saw Jessica, Jessica Jones, yes, um, uh, Hogarth, who is the lawyer in it, she shows up in the Defenders. We've been watching the Defenders, by okay. the way. Um, um, this woman plays her girlfriend in Jessica Jones. Oh, okay, yeah, which is pretty cool. So I'm nice. excited about that. It's casting news. That's all I've got. Cool. Okay. Um, I'm excited about this next one. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> the executive producer of Legends of Tomorrow wants Jonah Hex and Constantine to be in the next season. Well, Jonah Hex has been in the last two. He has. And Constantine has been in Arrow. Yep. Um, and I love the actor who plays Constantine. Mm-hmm. And as much as a push there was to try to get Constantine back, um, I don't think it's happening. No, I don't think so either, but Jonah Hex is a good bet. Yeah, well, no, I mean, I can see, no, I can see Constantine coming back. I just don't think Constantine will come back as. Oh, you mean as a show? As a oh, show. okay, yeah. The characters, I think, are going to come back. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And Constantine's character, I mean, like I said, the actor's great. It fits. Um, and the I think where the season is going to, where this next season is going to go, I think it makes a lot of sense for them yeah, to at least also, revisit Jonah Hex. Well, it also makes a lot of sense with how much trouble the DCU is trying to get Justice League Dark uh, uh, working on. Right. Actually, I have a little bit of Justice League Dark news later. Um, cause Constantine is the leader of the Justice League Dark. Yeah. And they're having a hard time getting that movie off the ground. And this is kind of like the Berlanti versus stamp. I'm like saying, okay, you're not doing this character right. We got this character right. Yeah. Let's, All right. Let's do it. I'm with you, man. Um, also the showrunner is teasing Captain Cold's return, which isn't really obviously, um, I guess surprising. <laughs> no, I mean, prison, he's gonna breaks, come... prison breaks over. It's time for Wentworth Miller to come back. Yeah, he's going to come back in one way, shape, or form. And I love his character. Oh, my God. The way he talks, it he just makes me so happy. <laughs> um, so I'm excited about that. Um, let's get to DCU news because there's some there's some stuff There's happening. some stuff going on. Uh, let's talk about the third one first. The th- wait, the third what? The, this one? The, uh, the this Joker. One? Oh, the Joker. Let's talk about the Joker. So Martin Scorsese. Uh, apparently is going to executive produce a standalone Joker origin story movie movie without Jared Leto. <laughs> Which actually I can see. Yeah, another actor is going to play it. And and my guess is going to be sort of young so- Han Solo-ish. 
where it's going to be a younger version of him, maybe the origin. And if it's going to be an origin story, it, it, it makes sense not to use Leto, I guess. But Well, yeah, but uh, one of the articles I read about this is like one way that they could go about it is the, uh, the DC animated movie of Mask of the Phantasm mm. shows a lot of Joker when he was a crime boss. Before he went crazy. Oh, interesting. Okay. Before he got the makeup and all that stuff. So you could definitely have somebody like that playing that role. Yeah. And I can, I can see them totally going very Gotham. Like, you know, where everybody's younger. Sounds good to me. Excuse me. I didn't have as big of an issue um, with Jared Leto as some people had. No, I thought he was all right. I just think it was the way that the film was cut. Mm-hmm. It made it weird. I agree. Um. So on, on top of that, Jared Leto has actually been confirmed for two movies. Um, he's confirmed that he's going to be in Suicide Squad 2, which we already pretty much guessed. Right. And he's going to be in Gotham City Sirens, which, which we guessed. Which we kind of guessed both of these already. Right. right. But then the big news on top of that, a day later, which is even weirder, right. is that there's going to be a Joker Harlequin spinoff movie. Which I think they need to do. Yes. They need to They need to, to flesh that story out between... Uh, our current Joker and our current Harley Quinn. They are yes. so they, as say what you want about Jared Leto's Joker. Uh, Harley Quinn's the, the, this iteration of Harley Brilliant. Quinn went over really well. Yes. And the way that they interact was very good. And that relationship needs to be explained. And I, they can go anywhere in the DC catalog and, and grab stuff and, and yes. make it and make it something really amazing. And Absolutely. I think really give some. And again, this is a villain story, but at the same time, every villain has an origin somewhere, right? Yeah, and this is what I think this should not be an origin story. Mm. Because they've already kind of touched on the origin of their relationship in, in Suicide Squad, right? But what I love about um, this concept is if they just – this is one where I'm like, I just want an adventure of theirs. Uh, yeah. Okay, I don't want an origin. I don't want to see how it connects to Suicide Squad. Right. What I want is a freaking Bonnie and Clyde movie with these two. That'd be really cool. I, I would like to see. And then having on the fringe of that going on is a city trying to deal with the two of them. Maybe even yes. some inklings of the Batman kind of trying to deal with them, but can't kind right. of stuff. You Reference know what I mean? him. He doesn't even have to be. No, he doesn't movie. even have to show up, but it's just like, you know. I mean, you can have little things like a battering stuck in a wall. Or the, right, the, the, the like the like he's out. on their tail but can't keep up with them at and this point never, in their but career. You, but the yeah. important thing is you should never sing because that's how good they are. Right, is that they cannot be caught. Exactly. I think that be. I think that's something that um, there's so many places they could go. I want and for the DCEU, I want them to get it right. I want them to get that right. Right. I want them to get a couple of these upcoming stories right because they need it. Because right. well, Marvel is you, winning. Okay, they <laughs> Big are. Time. But what is DC doing right that Marvel is not? TV. Well, Berlanti's doing that. Berlanti, right. I guess. In yeah. the DCEU, what are they doing right? They're getting the women right. True. Wonder Woman kicks butt. Yeah. Harlequin kicks That's butt. That's true. Those women are key, whereas they have failed Black Widow. Yeah, and I take back my previous comment. Marvel... Uh, Marvel TV. I I still oh, that's a tough one. I've got some Marvel TV news coming up too. We have we have Berlanti, but then we have then we have Berlanti, the Marvel Defender stuff. I ass. mean, that's true. I guess. Uh, yeah, I'll give I'll 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 tip my hat to to Berlanti yeah. for sure. All um, right, but but that's the one thing that that um Marvel isn't doing right, and which is such a, a shame because they had Joss Whedon and didn't use him correctly. Mm-hmm. That they failed Black Widow. 
they have to get Captain uh, Marvel, Marvel uh, right. But that's still what a year or two off, right? At least. But what I love about DC is they've nailed Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. they've nailed Harlequin. You know, Joss Whedon's going to knock Batgirl out. Of oh her. yeah, Batgirl's going to be sick. Yep. So they're they're getting the the women stuff down cold. Good. Uh, should we talk about Wonder Woman? Uh, it's past eight hundred million worldwide. <laughs> oh my god. It's a lot of money. It's a juggernaut. <laughs> it's, it's huge. It's huge. And um, Patty Jenkins is reporting in line for a massive pay raise. Duh. Shocker. If they're going to keep her, they better pay her. Exactly. And they need to pay her. They need, and like you just said, they absolutely have to keep it, keep getting it right. She nailed the first time. Don't give up on her. You know, don't try to find someone to fill her exactly. in for the second time because you don't want to pay her. Exactly. Um, what's the chat saying? Let's see. DC, uh, Joan Hex movie would be sick. Uh, ironically enough, we have uh, um, Josh Brolin, uh, who was, of course, Thanos and will now play Cable. Right. Uh, he was Jonah Hex in the original Jonah was, Hex huh? movie. Yeah, that's right. So he is now done DC, Fox, and Marvel. Oh, he's amazing. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm with you, man. Uh, let's get to... Uh, and actually, I could see Jonah Hex more as a, um, uh, as a, a Berlanti spinoff. Oh, yeah. I would and, like to see that, and, actually. And more like something really like, well done. Yeah, something like a Western. Oh, absolutely. It's oh, got to be a Western. Western. But um, kind of like what they kind of did with, with what Constantine has ended up in. Constantine was a short season. It was 13 episodes. Mm-hmm. If they had made that a 10 to 13 and made it a closed arc instead of having an open end, which it ended up being. Yeah. Make Jonah Hex a closed arc of 10 episodes. Yeah, that'd be sick. For a mid-season replacement. Like and that. honestly, they already have uh, uh, Legends of Tomorrow only going 15, 16 episodes a season. True. Put that as a spring show. Put Jonah Hex as a fall show. And you could actually cycle it out. You could do a Jonah Hex sort of show. You could do a... I'm, you know what I'm confused about at this point? Why aren't we working in this industry? Why haven't they hired us? I know, right? It's because no one listens to our show. I know. Okay, so uh, <laughs> Justice League. Um, there's a rumor that says Lex Luthor's scenes have been cut. From Justice Mercifully. League. And I'm, okay, don't get me wrong. I love Jesse Eisenberg. Uh, yeah. I thought he was great in Social Network. I thought he was great in Zombieland. I thought he was great in Adventure. His Luther was weird, though. His Luther was weird, <laughs> especially considering how good um, Lena Luther and yeah. Mama Luther are in Supergirl, yeah. which you are still way behind on. You haven't even met the it's Luthers okay. there I'm yet. not worried about that. Um, they are phenomenal as the Luthers, and they actually reference Lex. Really? Okay. And it's, he just did not do it well. All right. Um, so next, Justice League Dark. What do you got? Yeah. Well, Justice League Dark has already lost two directors. Um, mm-hmm. it lost Doug Lyman, who did Edge of Tomorrow, Swingers, uh, the first yeah. Born movie. We all love Swingers. And they lost Guillermo del Toro, who we talked about last week, mm-hmm. how he's doing his own movie now. Mm-hmm. Um, now the whole script is getting a rewrite. So it's back in development. All right. All right. Well, happens. Yeah. Uh, Suicide Squad. Um, yeah, it's uh, the second one. This makes sense. Yeah, the thing is, is, Suicide Squad Two is too much of a money maker for them right now. They, they just uh, the property Emmy uh, and uh, oh, Oscar, Oscar award, award winning. winning. <laughs> and actually, I didn't hate. Okay, I will t- say this. I just do it as a joke. I loved ninety five percent of Suicide Squad. Yeah. Can you guess the two things I could have done without? Uh, no. Enchantress. Huh? And yeah. Slipknot. Slipknot was pointless. With you on that, the only point Enchantress, Enchantress. I just think the visuals are weird. It was weird, and just I I thought Cara Delevingne was okay. Mm. I just think the point of her was weird. My Um, issue was just honestly, 
Um, and Redna and I were having this conversation the other day on Twitter. He's like, I don't know what he finally watched it. And he's like, well, I don't know what all the, you know, I actually liked it. And I said, I liked it too. I just thought the pacing was weird. The um, pacing was, and that's all about the reshoot. Yeah. And for me, like, and I've said this a million times. I'd like times, to see the original cut. I like a good bar scene in a movie. I think. And they cut part of it. It's perfect for character development. You get to see interaction between the characters. Um, and you, and you get to deal with that. But it was like, they're moving into this section of the city where there's enemies all around. They're like, so everyone want to stop for a drink? I know, right? And it was just like, what the frick? Are you and kidding it, it me? Made, it made, uh, it made sense in the, storyline about like where they what they had found out and stuff sure but like situational awareness not it didn't make point. it didn't make a lick of sense anyway no um, um and that was the, my beef the the, the the three the three best things about that movie were harlequin deadshot and diablo oh great all of them wonderful uh, they were all all the actors and i just think slipknot was the whole point of him being in the movie was to kill him well, it was to kill him to showcase the fact that, that the, the, but the thing is that the things in, in their heads were a thing. And Adam Beach was too good an actor for them yeah, to do that too. That was kind of messed up. Exactly. Anyway, we've talked um, about so that a million so the times. Re- so the whole point of Suicide Squad Two is getting fast tracked with all the announcement of of the Harlequin Joker movie with uh, the Gotham City Sirens maybe getting pushed back on stuff. They need to clear out the way for these movies. Yeah, they do. And so Suicide Squad Two is getting fast tracked. The script is getting wrapped up right now. Um, David Yates, I believe, has already signed on to direct. They've already signed yeah. all the cast on. They just need it in. They uh, seem to bust that out. Yeah. So evidently it's going to go into production sometime in 2018. Okay. Sweet. What I, I really like this story. It's, uh, it's barely a story, but Deadpool 2 is the only thing I have about this after last week's old Deadpool stuff. Some set photos could hint that the juggernaut could be in the film. Okay. Are Do they you, going to bring back? I am so, I love the juggernaut. Do you realize how excited no, every time the Juggernaut showed up in the X-Men animated series, it made me so happy. He was just busting heads and throwing people around. I loved it. Yeah. In, in, uh, uh, what was it? It wasn't first class. It was in, um, the second X-Men reading. One of those. Yep. Um, he was in it and he was chasing, um, Kitty Pride and, uh, um, and she locks him in the, the ground and he's like, I'm the Juggernaut, bitch. He just jumps <laughs> yeah. out. You're right. It was in the last stand. Yeah, Vinny Jones oh, yeah. played the Juggernaut. Uh, I'm trying to find all the info here, but uh, the bottom line is uh, some photos were noticed by Omega Underground, confirmed in Twitter, et cetera, et cetera. Um, there's, so there's hints that he could show up. Um, God, I would love to see the Juggernaut. Oh, can you see Juggernaut going up against Colossus? Oh my God! Oh, that would be cool. That makes me so happy. I feel like I've said that a lot, but I, I, have, I have a lot of happiness in geek culture, buddy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyway, all right. Let's move on to Marvel. Marvel TV. Um, yeah. So, did a- you see this? You saw this. I did. Well, I put this in there. Uh, ABC announced oh. today that they are that they have uh, a couple of things in the works. They said they're not giving up on on TV. I mean, of course. I mean, they've got uh, Agents of Shield doing well. Um, Inhumans. They've got Inhumans coming out. They're going to be doing um, uh, the New Warriors. They've right. got Cloak and Dagger. All that stuff is coming out. Um, but it looks like they're going to try to do a, a noirish type show, very similar to like Jessica Jones and Feel. I'm glad. Um, and it's going to be a drama. And I can't, and just in my mind, I can't think of anybody that could be a drama other than Jessica Jones. So I can't either, but. Um, I mean, I could see Howard the Duck, but that's comedy. Yeah, they're not going to do that. No, uh, but I mean, he because he's a PI, so I can kind of right. see it. But the one thing that they said is they're also, they're not shutting it down on comedy. Remember, they had mm. a. Uh, so maybe it is. Well, maybe they, it could be Howard well, the Duck. Uh, well, no, they, these are two different projects. Um, because they did a. Um, 
a pilot for damage control two years ago. Right. And that was a comedy. I remember that. And they didn't pick it up. And then they can't really go back to that being a comedy because damage control was used in Spider-Man. Right. Which you haven't used because that's the crew that Vulture's head of and they made it bad. So they can't go comedy with that. Although parts of the damage control in Spider-Man was really funny. Um, so they can't really go that way. Um, so I really don't know, especially with how powerless failed. I don't, I don't right. know. They're not going to, uh, yeah, I, I hear you. But you could always do a Howard the Duck show. Be awesome. Um, if they did do how see this is the thing though, um, if they were to do Howard the Duck, it can't be on ABC because that has to be at least PG thirteen. Yeah, so it's either gonna have to be a nine o'clock show and have mm. some swear words and which some, which is easy to get around these days, I think. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It's just you can't go the way Spielberg went, right? Um, all right. So Avengers four, uh, set photos confirm Gwyneth Paltrow's back. Pepper Potts comes back, which I'm excited about. Honestly, she's I, a crazy person in real life. Oh, absolutely. But I loved her as Pepper Potts. Yeah. And I really didn't like in... Um, but Iron Man 3... No, she no, was, she was in Iron, Iron Man 3, 3 but it um, was... Um, Avengers. Not Avengers 2. Uh, Captain America. Oh, Captain Civil America War. Civil War. Yeah. Where you see that they're either... They're at least on the outs, maybe broken up. And they're like circumventing like the whole... Yeah. And it could just be maybe they just didn't get her for the movie or whatnot. They right. didn't want to pay her. So she will be back in Avengers 4, which is cool. Cool. Um, Guardians 3, Guardians Volume 3, will set up decades of new MCU characters. Um, I just have this link in the show notes to this. Um, I didn't dive into it much, but it, it from the rumors of uh, Volume 3, it's going to be a new set of Guardians. Yeah, which the Guardians are very – I mean, they call them the Space Avengers. Right. So they're, they have an inter, interchangeable team. Which is cool, but at the same time, I love the, the team we have now. But the cool thing is, is just because there's new Guardians coming in, doesn't mean a Guardian can't go to the Avengers. That's true. Good point. Um, and in Defenders news, uh, have you been watching Defenders? I am still in the middle of Luke Cage. Okay. Um, so I saw Luke Cage, and then Iron Fist, and then I watched Defenders. Okay, so I'm going to skip one of these stories then. And I'm going to leave this one in that basically says... The showrunner is teasing future crossovers. So what I'd like to see happen is, um, so far I'm loving Defenders. Uh, the, the first episode, first, second episode, you're like, okay, so how's this gonna I work? I heard Sigourney Weaver's great. Oh, she's so good, dude. The, the show is great. We're like on episode, we watched episode three and four last night, or three and part of four. Um, but there's only eight episodes. Okay. Instead of the normal 10. Instead of the normal 13. Right. Um, and, I would love to see in the next iterations of Daredevil what, 3, Jessica Jones 2, Iron Fist 2, and uh, um, uh, Luke, Cage 2. Luke Cage 2, I would love to see more crossovers, very much Berlanti style, where yes. they come in and out of each other's At universes. For, well, the thing, the difference with that is the reason why Berlanti can do it is because he's on network TV, right. and they deal with Sweep Sweep, whereas right. Netflix does not. They don't, but at so the you same don't, time... But I'm just saying you don't have those Netflix... Right. Or those those sweep weeks that you could do it on. It's it's a lot, but they should have more. What I like about the defenders, and I'm just going to say this now because you haven't watched it yet, and we'll we'll talk about it in a few weeks. Um, it's dark. There's humor, but it's but the overall thing is dark. Um, it the the fight there is a, I want to say there's a Daredevil season one hallway fight scene equivalent, which we've seen in the trailers. Oh, it's good. 
Okay. It's, 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 it's ridiculous. It's so good, dude. Um, it's, I, I really am enjoying it. I know there's some mixed feelings out there about Defenders, um, as far as, um, just in general. Right. But it's, it's a, it's a lot of fun. If you've watched all four shows, like, the wife hasn't seen, I don't think she finished Daredevil 2, she season 2, and she never got into Jessica Jones. So if you've seen all four, you see a lot of overlap, and it's really cool. When certain characters show up, um, there's a lot more stakes involved. Like, are we seeing um, Pat, uh, Patsy the Hellcat? Oh, yeah. You see her in the beginning. Um, you of see, course, we see Misty Knight. You've, you see Misty Knight. You have, see Colleen. Uh, you have the Night Nurse. You have Colleen. You have... Um, do we see Colleen and the night or Colleen and Misty interact? Because like I said last week, they, they, in the comics, they end up being the daughters uh, of the dragon. I can't remember if they actually spoke to each other, but they're very, very close. Cool. One thing, um, it's really cool. Really. And this is the behind the scenes stuff. Jessica Jones 2 is already in production. Yeah. And there was some news last week that actually we didn't put in, but, um, it's, we already knew that Daredevil season three is going to start filming in October. Yeah. It's going to wrap in. I think they said April or May. Okay. So it's going to be a six-month turnaround. I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, like I said, I feel like I'm, I have forgotten some stuff that happened in some of the shows. And so like sometimes I'm like, wait, what? Who is that? But um, I think what would have helped, honestly, uh, going forward with stuff like maybe in Defenders 2, if they're going to do it again, which they're kind of saying they may not do a Defenders 2. But if they have feature crossovers, that's kind of the Defenders 2 part right. of it. But what would be helpful, I think, very Game of Thrones is, is tell us what happened. Like, give me a nutshell Previously version of, Game yeah. Of but I mean, even, even previous to every episode would be nice to be like, here's what happened in Daredevil season one. That's going to happen episode. in this yeah. episode because it doesn't, it's, they're doing themselves a disservice because there's some certain moments where it's like, it would be really cool if I knew, if my wife knew who that person was and I'm trying to explain it to him, right. but I can't remember it all the way. It, it, it would be, it would be something else. Exactly. So anyway, um, anyway, so that's all I got, man. I'm, I'm excited about Defenders. It's a lot of fun. I'm, we're halfway through. Yeah. I'm looking forward to watching it. Um, like I said, I've watched about half of, oh, about a quarter of Luke Cage and yeah. I really like the vibe. Yeah. I love Luke um, Cage. Alfred Woodard is fantastic so in good. it. Um, Herschel Ali is fantastic. Yeah, the guy who plays Codmouth, that's who that, yeah, that guy's so good. He's great. Um, I mean, and he just won an Oscar because yeah. he won the Oscar for Moonlight. Yeah, he's brilliant. Um, so bottom line is we'll talk about Defenders here in a few weeks when you're, when, when you're, when you're all caught up. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm loving TV right now, just catching up on stuff. Game of Thrones last episode happens in a few days. Um, okay, I still haven't watched last week yet. It's I kind of know what happens. Yeah. But I think I'm gonna wait until Sunday and just watch them both as a back to back. Well, we're gonna we're gonna do a wrap up show. Maybe I think we got to get some guests on for that. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're gonna get some guests on in a few weeks and and do a wrap up for Game of Thrones. I think that's gonna be a lot of fun. So yeah, and I've got to wrap up a whole bunch of these shows because we've got the the fall season starting mm-hmm. uh, in September and October. So we've got the Berlanti we're starting in the middle of October. Right. Um. No, he's not nerd. Thank you for noticing. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I you know what I am up to date on is Supergirl. Oh, the one show. The one show that I'm not watching. Anyway. Um <laughs> Thank you everybody who's in the chat room right now. We're about to get out of here. So um thanks for talking smack to Will right at the end. I appreciate that. Absolutely. 
<laughs> but I want to make sure everybody has a. Oh no! I can I the, can I do my outro, dude? I totally jumped the gun. Yeah, you're blowing it. So thanks for tuning in to the Usual Podcast. If you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook, Google Plus, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. I am at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at Amaral Griggs. When you see us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play, give us positive ratings and share us and like us and tell your friends. Um, <laughs> we have uh, Patreon.com. If you'd like to support the show, Patreon.com slash usual podcast. Give us a buck or two an episode. It helps us get to conventions and do the things and pay the bills and stuff like that. But also you get some perks. Uh, we have trailer time, which we normally do probably every other week, um, which is a patron exclusive. We also have uh blooper reels which oh my god we have a few this week and um yeah and you get access to the shows a day or two ahead of time and if you really want to support us and get some cool merch out of it don't forget to go to teespring.com slash wog and pick up the latest t-shirt because you can also get a sticker for a couple of bucks exactly and audibletrial.com slash usual podcast another way to support the show hella audiobooks on there yes i said hella and um you can get any of the audiobooks on audibletrial.com slash usual podcast for free phasma captain phasma is coming out so um i'm reading i'm almost done with this insanely good series by patrick rothless called the Na- uh, name of the wind i'm reading the one it's called the wise man's fear um it's so good um but anything on there is up for up for grabs so uh support the show like us love us and all that and um dude we gotta get out of here we do. Just make sure you go out there and have a fun. Have a fun. We'll see you all next week. Peace. Yeah, someone said peace before you. <laughs> Steve. He called you. He called you on your peace. He called me on my peace, Steve. <laughs>